Business Mentors podcast. We take the dull business topics that a lot of other people don't want to talk about and we turn them into quirky, interesting and valuable tools to enrich your life. That's why we talk about tools for business and tools for life. Your hosts are Steve Ashby and Lara Gordon-Finney. Hi and welcome to another podcast in the Business Mentors series around self-evaluation and self-confidence. And today we're going to be talking about uh, the habits of self-confidence. So as Aristotle once said, we are what we repeatedly do. Excellence then is not an act but a habit. And it doesn't matter whether you're a world-class rugby team or a fantastic uh, gymnast. Um, Excellence only comes from repeating and repeating and repeating the things that you want to achieve and that you want to be excellent at. And it's the same with self-confidence. You need to be um, prepared to practice the things that will make you uh, self-confident if there are areas that you're lacking in at the moment. And they're not uh, hugely difficult things to do. It's just a matter of having the will to do them as regularly as you can. Yeah, I completely agree. As as we discussed last time, I am definitely an impatient person and um implementing the 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 change is difficult for me as as I am so impatient. I guess it's um it's trying to keep at it and keep at it rather than trying and then thinking, Oh, this isn't working and um I'll just go back to the way I used to be. It's interesting that you're talking about the fact that you're impatient to have the change happen. There's, it, it seems to be sort of two main groups of people. The people who want it to happen right now, and so they give it a go for a while, not very long, and then if it doesn't happen, they stop. And then there's the group of those arch procrastinators who think, oh, I'd like the change to happen, but look, I'm really busy at the moment, so I'll just wait a little bit. So yeah. um, I think the end result, unfortunately, is the same for both groups, either the people who want it to happen now or the people who are putting off doing anything about it. But what it comes down to is there's no way around it. You actually have to practice uh, the habits of self-confidence in order to become self-confident. It, it's as night follows day. There's no way around it. True. I mean, so I have I have in front of me here five, the five habits of, of self-confidence. So, um, Steve, what would you say would be the first of the five habits of self-confidence that you swear by? Um, affirmations. I've always used affirmations. Um, I've been using them for, oh, I don't know, 40 odd years, I suppose. Um, now, the people who know me would say, well, they haven't done much good because you're still not very good at anything, but that's just my friends. Um, but affirmations are really, really important. And I have made some amazing changes in my personal circumstances and how I've reacted and responded to situations by, by practicing affirmations, particularly in extremely stressful situations that I've found myself in, when I've really been challenged as to whether or not I'm any good at what I'm doing. Um, and I have found affirmations where I'm constantly just telling myself that it's okay, I can cope with this, and actually, I am quite capable of doing what needs to be done um, and saying it often enough so that my self-belief comes back up because there have been times in my life where I have certainly had significant issues with self-belief and um, I've always found that affirmations work. So um, I swear by them. Great. And then your, the, your, your second habit, what would you say would be the, 
the, the second one you swear by? I think you've got to practice stepping out of your comfort zone. So the way I would describe it is do something every day that scares you a little bit. You know, don't make yourself petrified. Don't go and stand on the edge of a building like these base jumpers do who take yeah. selfies and then fall 13 floors just for the sake of a good photo. That's a bit of terminal in my view. But um, there are things that you can do, um, but if you, the, particularly the things you don't feel very comfortable with. For example, if you don't feel very comfortable speaking up um, in a meeting or something like that, then do that every chance you get, just a little bit. Or if, um, if, for example, you feel uncomfortable saying hello to people that you've only just met or people that are sitting next to you, then practice saying hello. It, that people generally don't bite when you say hi. And uh, it's amazing what a difference it makes if you don't feel particularly confident that you just go around and say hi to a few people and they go, oh, hi, how are you? you know, I noticed you're sitting over there and um, I just wonder, what, what do you do? So I guess that that probably comes to two habits. That's the first one would be to do something every day that scares you if you're um, um, if you're going to put that into a habit. And number two would be to bring it back into the office environment would be to talk to somebody in the office that you don't normally. Um, you don't have to do that daily, but maybe you know once a week or so. Um, I find I find that the third one talking to someone in the office daily that I don't normally, I found that one to be something I've developed over time because you do start to talk to people in your own bubble. If you're um, in the PR department, you're not necessarily gonna talk to finance or if you're on reception, you might not talk to operations. It, it just um, it just depends. So I think that for me is, is a habit that, I, that I've learned. And as I did learn, I've, I've actually learned more um, from those people that I've, that I've spoken to. So what would you say number four would be? Um, well, we're not all perfect, um, and some of us are less perfect than others, me for example, but I think one of the things that I've probably had far too much experience at doing this, but is owning your mistakes positively. Right. So I think it's really important to, to have a balanced view about yourself, and to me that, you know, I, I know people who say, oh, I never, I never succeed, I'm always wrong, or, you know, this kind of, um, self-flagellation, um, really. They're hitting themselves all the time. Oh, you can't trust me. I, you know, I never do anything. Those people are just as bad, if you like, uh, for, on themselves as the people who go, yeah, everything's mo everything uh, that's going right is because of me and everything that's going wrong is because yeah. of somebody else. Neither of them are correct. Um, you know, part of being a human being is to own the ups and the downs and uh, owning your mistakes positively is um, is really important. Now, the way to own a mistake is to acknowledge it and to understand the impact that it has on people around you. But the owning it positively means that you're going to figure out what to do in future to make sure that the mistake doesn't happen again. Now, that is where uh, a level of maturity comes in because, um, you know, that old song, can't help myself, bad habits, like, oh, well, never mind. I mean, I'm, I've just got this bad habit. Yeah. and I can't do anything about it, that that actually doesn't work. It doesn't help you progress as a human being. It certainly doesn't help you in the office. And it sure as hell isn't going to help you when it comes to writing your self-evaluation if you just say, well, I'm just like that. I'm just sloppy or I'm just messy. It's those, yeah. it's those people who say, oh, no, look, I can't tidy up after myself because, you know, I'm just not born that way. That's rubbish. Everybody can learn new skills. And um, when it comes to the mistakes – 
that you make as you're learning new skills and own them. Yeah, so I guess the you're flipping a, a, something on its head there. You can teach an old dog new tricks. Who are you calling old? <laughs> um, so I guess number five, once, you've do, once we've done all of these habits in the office, we also have to remember that we have a personal life as well. So number five on the list of habits, I would say, would be to make sure you do one self-care act each day, whether that's getting up a little bit earlier to have a cup of coffee or doing something in the evening, having a bath or watching a film or doing something that you wouldn't normally do that allows you to detach from from work. Yeah, it's like, a, you know, if you go back to um, the classic um, psychological experiments done about reinforcement, positive reinforcement, then part of positive reinforcement is, you know, when you're feeding uh, animals and you're, you're in an experiment, you give them a reward when they do the thing right. You know, yeah. if you want them to press the lever, give them a treat after they've pressed the lever. So, you know, we're, we're not animals to that extent, but we certainly uh, do respond well to when we reward ourselves. If we've had a good day, reward yourself. There's any number of rewards you know, ranging from something that you like to eat through to uh, just taking time out and, and relaxing instead of thinking about work or, uh, you know, going out with some friends or whatever it is. But I think when you're in a situation where you're working on making change during the day and you're conscious about it, knowing that if you get yourself through the day and you've made the changes that you want to or you've been working on them, that you're going to acknowledge and reward yourself actually takes it through to a different dimension. It takes it from, oh, I should change myself to, uh, oh, I am changing myself. And at the end of the day, I'll know whether I've done a good job or a bad job by whether I decide to give myself a reward. So it's actually a very um, strong way of reinforcing the fact that you're in this mindset of, I'm working on myself. I'm a, I am a work in progress and um, I'm doing things to uh, improve myself on a daily basis and I reward myself for it. It's a nice complete circle and it makes a massive, massive difference to the speed at which you stop the old habits and learn the new ones. So true. Now, how how do we take all these habits that we've instilled and how do we translate them to the appraisal process? Um, you know, whether that be your performance review or your self-evaluation, how, how, how do you suggest that people do that? Well, in the self-evaluation process, you're actually writing things down that you've been thinking about yourself and you've been learning about yourself. And uh, certainly I can tell you from my experience and what we are definitely saying to people um, in our self-evaluation online course is start with a very, very simple sentence. I've had a really good year or a variation of that. And when the person who reads that picks that up and says, sees that as the very first thing that you've said, you have set the tone So it's all about marketing when it gets to this stage. Now, um, taking all of the things that you've been learning about improving your self-confidence and then turning them into uh, a marketing document because that's what self-evaluation is all about. A lot of people think that self-evaluation is writing about themselves for themselves. Not so much. It's writing about themselves 
but for a different audience called the person who's going to read it. And the very first thing that you do in line with everything that you've been learning about self-confidence is you say, I've had an amazing year. That's the first thing. The second thing is, I've had an amazing year because it's just like marketing. Here's the hook. I've had an amazing year. That's what's going to cause somebody to read a bit further. Here's the proof. I've had an amazing year because I achieved boom, 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 boom. Here's the facts. Remembering that um, all memories are myths and the facts are what you say the facts are because you'll remember better than your manager does. Through to here's the actual data. So, you know, for those people who like to be data-driven, you put in some numbers and percentages and things like that. And you round it out at the end with, and it's been um, helped to a great extent by my manager, love and kisses, because, you know, you need to remember that somebody else is, <laughs> somebody else is reading this and it's actually you're writing it for them. So, you know, say something nice about them or at least say something that's not as awful as you think about them. Um, and, you know, pretty much that's it. It's, I guess it's um, just about mentally preparing yourself for the self-evaluation as well. This, everything we've learned in these three podcasts is leading up to that point. So we've mentally prepared ourselves and then it's just a case of going on and writing it using the tools that, that we'll give them. Yeah. It's, you know, these, these three uh, podcasts that we've done, you could call the In Order To series. In order to write an amazing self-evaluation... I've listened to these three podcasts about improving my self-confidence and knowing how to position what I want to say such that the outcome of writing this kind of self-evaluation will be markedly different from what you would have got if you'd just done same old, same old. And you can see, um, I hope, that by following some of the tips and techniques that we've been talking about over the last three podcasts, you can see ways of taking exactly the same information that you would have written before, but writing it in such a way that it markets you in a completely different fashion and has a completely different um, impact on the people reading it and therefore helps to have a vastly different outcome than you would otherwise have had. So well worth doing and, um, and we'll talk more in the uh, in the online course about how to actually write that self-evaluation so it becomes the perfect marketing tool and that's about all we have time for in this episode so um, we look forward to seeing you um, on the self-evaluation course and hope that you get the benefits out of it that we're sure uh, you will be able to achieve so in the immortal words of me we'll see you later Thanks everybody for listening to the Business Mentors podcast. Be sure to visit us at www.businessmentors.com. That's all one word, www.businessmentors.com to join the conversation and see what we've got to offer in terms of tools for business and tools for life. And stay up to date with the latest tips and techniques that we've got and discover our fantastic bonus content. That's all for now and we'll see you later.